The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's right, Bear Down Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter, powered by the Bears blog. Bill Zimmerman with you, and we've got ourselves another off-season podcast. Thanks again to a very special guest coming up here in just a few minutes, none other than safety Eddie Jackson jumping on the podcast. Very excited to talk to Eddie here. We're, we're in a nice run here on, on, on Bears Banter. I, I don't mind to try and pat myself on the back a little bit here, but uh, we, we've got you brought you Dick Butkus, Mitch Trubisky, and Eddie Jackson in in three consecutive podcasts. Hope you have enjoyed the previous two conversations, and I'm hoping you'll enjoy Eddie Jackson here. We'll see what we can get out of him in the next few minutes. So before we jump in on Eddie Jackson, love the fact that it is July, because what does July mean? July means training camp is right around the corner. It's been an off-season with not too much excitement for the Bears. Of course, that's what's going to happen when the Bears don't have a ton of cash after a huge splash last season. But, nevertheless, training camp is right about here. And I'm very excited. And I just want to share a few thoughts on some of the key players that I think Bears fans should be looking at this year in training camp because we may not see as much of them during the regular season. And some of these guys are going to be critical for the Bears moving forward. Now, now let me explain. First guy I'm going to bring up is Kevin Tolliver. Kevin Tolliver was a third, maybe fourth round level talent, but had some issues at LSU, fell to an undrafted free agent spot. Bears scooped him up, had some limited success, wasn't bad in that Cardinals game last year, but Tolliver obviously has some things to work on. He's definitely a drop-off from Fuller or Amukamara, that's no genius to say that. But here's the situation. Forget this season with the Bears when you're looking at some of these guys because we we know what what players, and barring injuries, are going to be getting a bulk of the time, a bulk of the snaps. But next season, the Bears are going to have to make a few tough decisions. One of those tough decisions is going to be Prince Amukamara. 
he's got no guaranteed money after this season. He's going to be owed about $9 million that following season. And are the Bears going to want to commit that much to Amukamara? Now, they're going to have a few choices here. If Duke Shelley settles in at the slot corner spot, the Bears are very hopeful that he's looked great in minicamp and in, at the OTAs. Hopefully that's a position for him that he's going to excel in. That's going to open up Buster's screen to maybe work more on the outside. Now, obviously, screen, I don't love the screen signing. We'll just say that right there. I think he's okay, but I think he make, commits way too many penalties. He is versatile. He can play basically every corner position, but he doesn't play it that well, so that's, that's a bit of a problem. So if Shelley performs well at the slot, maybe even takes over as the starting slot corner this year, screen's going to have more of an opportunity to play on the outside. If he does... He may be a potential replacement for Prince of Mukamara, but I don't love that. That is definitely a drop off of what Prince does on the field. Now, I'm not saying Kevin Tolliver is going to be as good as Prince, but Kevin Tolliver has a much bigger upside. We know what Buster Screen is. Tolliver still has a chance to be a solid starting cornerback in the NFL. He's only had one season under his belt, and he did okay. Tolliver's a guy I want to look at carefully in training camp, and in preseason games, I want to know what this guy has. I want to know how much he's developed in the last 365 days and know if he's on a path that he can be a starting outside corner for the Bears in 2020. I think Tolliver is a critical guy to look at. I think another interesting position to look at is inside linebacker. Now, I don't know if any of you guys saw the Instagram picture of Iggy over the weekend. My God, he looks like the Incredible Hulk. This, this guy could be a terror on the inside with, with, with the kind of size he's bringing to the table. If you can't, go, go look him up on Instagram and go look at, at, the, at the picture. He, he is a, a massive, massive man. He has put on some weight, no doubt about it. But what I want to know from Iggy, Iggy's, you know, we, we know what he can do with special teams. I want to know if this guy is ready to be basically ILB3 and back up Trevathan and Roquan Smith. If he is... That opens the door for the Bears in a lot of different ways. One, if he plays really well, then there's an opportunity that you can let Trevathan go after this season and have him step up and start alongside Roquan Smith. That's another way the Bears can save money. The other thing it does is gives the Bears an opportunity to maybe trade Nick Kukowski before the season. I know a lot of Bears fans like Nick Kukowski, but the bottom line is Nick Kukowski is not good in pass coverage. He's too slow. He was torched by Aaron Rodgers in week one. He was humiliated on the field. I don't want to see Nick Kukowski playing a lot of defense. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Now, I know he's only in, in sub packages, but I would much rather see the Bears see if they can scoop a seventh round pick for Kukowski and send him away. But the key is they've got to have someone who can play the inside backer position capably in sub packages or if there's an injury. The other guy I want to look at is Kevin Pierre-Lewis because I think he also has the potential to be as good or better than Kwiatkowski, and he might be able to bring more to the table at that inside backer position. So that that's another guy where I'm looking carefully here at training camp is the inside linebacker position with Kevin Pierre-Lewis, with Iggy and Kwiatkowski, and kind of see how that shakes out. Obviously, as we mentioned, the cornerback position as well. And the other spot where I think the Bears may look to save money next season is Taylor Gabriel. That's another one who's going to have basically no guaranteed money left. I know he, he's a fan favorite. He's, he's good in the locker room. But the bottom line 
with the Bears in 2020 is that they're in a position to have Robinson, Miller, and Riley Ridley as their top three receivers. Maybe even Javon Wims in the mix there. We'll see what happens with him in this uh, during this training camp and, and preseason and see if he steps up and solidifies his spot on the team. I don't know if Taylor Gabriel has a spot on this team beyond this year. There's, there's The Bears are going to have to make some tough cuts after this season, and the Bears are going to have to know exactly what they have in these positions to set themselves up to save some money elsewhere so they can pay the players they need to pay because they need to extend Eddie Jackson. They need to extend Tariq Cohen. These guys are vital pieces to the puzzle. Eddie Jackson's probably going to become the highest paid safety in the NFL. That is a huge chunk of change that's going to eat up a lot of money on that defense. Leonard Floyd is going to be in the fifth-year option for his contract, which is going to be a big boost in his salary. So the, the Bears are going to have large chunks of change tied up with certain players like Jackson, like Floyd, like a tree Cohen. They, they need to extend these guys. So guys like Taylor Gabriel, Prince of Mucamara, maybe Danny Trevathan, they may be difficult to extend unless they want to sign cap-friendly deals to stay with the team. Is that going to happen? I don't know. It might. A lot of guys love Matt Nagy's locker room, but it's not something you can bank on, especially if guys still think they can get paid big dollars on the open market. Another guy I want to keep an eye on in training camp is Alex Bars, the guard from Notre Dame. Obviously, uh, Harry Heastand likes what he sees with him, thinks he might be able to develop him into a player for the Bears. And the Bears are in a situation with Kyle Long. I don't know how much Kyle Long wants to play. Kyle Long wants to finish his career as a Bear. Maybe this season is Kyle Long's swan song. His brother just retired. Not sure exactly how much... Kyle wants to play. He's been injured a lot lately. This might be it for him. So the Bears are in a situation where they say, all right, if Kyle Long's going to be gone after this season, they need to have that next man up mentality. And they don't really have that right now. You got Daniels, you got Whitehair. They don't have that next interior position ready to go. Maybe it's Alex Bars. That's going to be a lot coming from a, an undrafted free agent, but he's got potential to step in there. I'm going to keep a close eye on bars. And finally, last guy I really want to keep an eye on is Dax Raymond, because I think the bears want to keep four tight ends on the roster, but the problem comes, what is the balance you want to have with the tight ends? For example, all right, Trey Burton, he's the U he's the move tight end. Adam Shaheen. He's the more traditional inline tight end. We know both those guys are going to make the team. Now, what are we going to have backing them up? We've got Ben Broniker. Now, Ben's mostly a special teams player, but at the same time, he does fill in pretty well. Kind of fill in at both positions if need be, but Ben Broniker, I would assume his spot pretty safe on the roster. That leaves you three tight ends. Who's the fourth tight end? The fourth tight end that they keep is going to be interesting. They've, they've got some options here. Do they want to keep someone like Bradley Soul, who's converted a tight end? He has pretty good hands. We saw that with the trick plays last year with Matt Nagy. He has some potential to maybe make the team as the true blocking tight end, goal lines, things like that, where he can maybe show off some of his versatility that he showed as an offensive lineman. Now, the other thing may be with Rashad Coward and, and his development that they didn't think he had, Soul had any potential to make the roster 
at an offensive line position, so they move him to tight end where they think he's got a better shot, but maybe there's no guarantee he makes the roster there. Dax Raymond, now to me, he's more of a you. He's more of a Trey Burton backup. I'd like to see more of him, but that's what I see him developing as. I don't see him as a straight inline type tight end. We could use a good backup for Trey Burton. I know that's what Daniel Brown was supposed to be. He's no longer on the roster. I think keeping someone like Raymond on the roster has a lot of potential there. I'd like to see what he brings to the table. And perhaps this Bears undrafted class can be as good as some of the experts seem to think it is. Obviously, we know about Emmanuel Hall, and he's going to have a shot to make the roster. We'll see about his health. Maybe he's one of these guys that gets redshirted with some mystery ailment and gets stashed on IR for the year. You know, as I mentioned, Alex Bars, that's a guy who's going to be able to get in the mix there and have a chance to make the roster as an interior lineman. Maybe they stash him on the practice squad. Another player like Dax Raymond. They've got some interesting guys along the defensive front, some pass rushers. There's going to be a lot of interesting things there. So a lot of interesting things. I understand the bear, the meat of the bears roster is set for this season. We know exactly what the bears are going to be doing offensively with their personnel. We know pretty much exactly what they're doing defensively with the personnel. Those top 25 to 30 guys, we know who those players are, but the Bears are going to be in a position this year where they need to start putting guys on the back end of the 53 that they are developing to take over the next man up mentality for guys that are going to have to be jettisoned for salary reasons after this season. So a lot of those guys don't get a ton of looks in the regular season. You got to take a close look at those guys in preseason and in training camp and see exactly what they're offering because it's going to be an interesting offseason next year for sure for this team as Ryan Pace tries to maneuver through the salary cap and keep as many players as he can on the roster. But that's enough babbling from me. This next guest, we know there's no training camp battle. He is the starting safety for the Chicago Bears. He is an all-pro. He was in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, and that is... None other than Eddie Jackson, and he joins us now. Eddie, Bill Zimmerman, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Why don't we jump off with, with Gatorade here, Beat the Heat program. You are obviously someone that needs to know how to beat the heat. You grew up in, in Florida, played at Alabama. There's a lot of hot, muggy days there in in, uh, in the southeast there. What are you doing with Gatorade to, to beat the heat? Oh, man, just come back, you know, just telling the kids how important it is, you know, to to fuel your body and hydrate your body with the right things and putting those electrolytes back inside your body, all the nutrition, you know, put, like I said, putting everything in your right body and how, how it helps you last longer in your career down the line. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so important about the hi hydration and health. And it, we've come a long way from, you know, and, and this was probably even your case when you, when you were in high school and stuff of those football coaches and, and, and withholding water and everything to try and toughen up their team. It, it's a far cry now with everything we know about how important hydration is to, to continue to stay hydrated and, and not go with those old school ways. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, somebody just asked me the same question, man. It's, it's crazy. You know, back then it was done by a different set of rules, but now, man, all those things take it takes a toll on you. You know, especially being at this level, you know, it, it's important to hydrate. You know, even being, you know, in high school or literally, you know, it's always important to hydrate and fuel your body, man, because 
when that body shuts down and you catch them cramps, man, that's, that's one of the scariest things of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And you can get tips on how to beat the heat through Gatorade's YouTube channel. So check that out. Eddie's obviously doing some great things out there with the kids today in, in the Beat the Heat program. So you got a few weeks here before training camp. So what is it that Eddie Jackson, besides beating the heat, what is it that Eddie Jackson is going to do for the next few weeks here before you know it's wall to wall football uh, at the end of July? Oh, man, just training, you know, just keep going hard. You know, try to work on the little things. You know, that's the only thing about the tackling, being more explosive, uh, becoming more a student of the game and learning as much, watching more film and things like that, man. And just also being a great leader to my teammates. So that, that's, that's what I'm focusing on right now. Very, very cool. And you, speaking of teammates, you got a new teammate, Adrian Amos. I know you guys had had a good thing going back there at, at a safety duo last year. But your your old teammate at Alabama, haha, Clinton Dix, in with you, great safety duo. You know, Bears fans are expecting a lot of great things about the two of you. How excited are you to play with haha this season? Ah uh, man, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. Like I said, man, I was blessed to play with two great safeties. You know, Amos for two years. I learned a lot from him. And now, ha-ha, you know, I learned a lot from him in college. And I was playing corner, he was playing safety, but now we get to share the back end together. That's one of the, the one of the you know, a, a blessing, you know, a blessing in disguise. And right now, just what we bring to the game with each other is going to be fun. You know, uh, you know. Speaking of Alabama, I, I think it's kind of interesting that the Nick Saban. You played for Nick Saban, and, and everyone kind of knows Nick Saban's style and and how he, you know, goes into football practices, football games. And now you're playing for Matt Nagy. Very different in terms of personalities. What, what what's it like contrasting between playing for someone like Saban and playing for someone like Matt Nagy? Uh, I mean, they're both. I can say one thing they they have in common is they're both gurus. You know, Coach Saban's a defensive guru. You know, anything in and out about defense. And Coach Nagy is the is the same with offense. You know, he come out there, he can draw a hundred plays up on the board. You know, they put you in different situations that you never seen, and just for them, difference is. Coach Nagy is more energized. He's more up. Coach Saban has energy, but, you know, he's more quiet, laid low, you know, older guy. Coach Nagy is more of a younger guy. So he really just wanted us to keep continue to bring the swag and the high energy to the, to the team. And speaking of your, your current coaching staff, Vic Fangio, obviously that's a big loss. He, he did a lot of wonderful things with that defensive unit. But you got Chuck Pagano coming in, and everyone kind of knows his style. He might even be more aggressive the way he likes to yeah. have his defense playing than, than the way Fangio plays. Could this defense be even more aggressive? Is there a chance to see even more turnovers? What What are you th- thinking about Chuck Pagano in the 2019 Bears D? Uh, man, we love Coach Pagano right now. And like I said, we trust him. You know, we're behind him 110%, and we're excited with what he's bringing to our defense and what he's installed to us as players. And like I said, man, we're just ready to get back to it. You know, and also, it's, it's always room for improvement. You know, it's never – we never want to get complacent, and that's one of the biggest things we preach. You know, Coach Nagy's always tell us, even getting better, you're getting worse. There's no in-between. So, right, right now, for our defense, we want to come out there, force more turnovers, score more touchdowns, you know, be more aggressive. Those are things that we set for ourselves as, as far as well as Coach Bogano. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people sit there and say, well, the turnovers can't be as good this year because of the, the astronomical number you guys put forth last year. You know, they'd almost just assume regression because, you know, you can't do that kind of performance again. But, like, the 84 Chicago Bears defense was one of the best in the league, and then 85 became a legendary defense. Do you think you guys can take that step into that legendary status this year? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right now, our goal is to be the number one defense. You know, we wasn't the number one defense in all categories last year. So it's definitely for improvement. When, you, when you're the number one in all categories, then I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to top that. But for us, 
you want to be number one in all categories, and that's just our mindset. Like I said, you, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. We, we're not settling for less. We're not settling for the, what we had last year. We want to be the best, you know, one of the greatest of all time. We know the 85 Bears, a lot of respect to those guys and what they're done, but we're trying to top that. Absolutely. you got to love that attitude. And you're speaking with uh, Bear Safety Eddie Jackson, Gatorade Beat the Heat program. You're saying, all, you know, all these things about best ever and, and number one and all this stuff. Is it fair to say then with that kind of mentality that this team is now entering a, a Super Bowl or bust season? Is the goal Super Bowl and anything less is a disappointment? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. <laughs> that that was the goal last year and we came with a short. So right now, man, the type of players we have, the type of coaches we have, and Everyone minds on the same page, you know, that's the one in the Super Bowl bring home that trophy. You know, and we not settle for less. Like I said, you know, people can call it cocky, they can call it whatever they want, but we just know the type of team we have, the type of coaches we have and what we what we what we're able to accomplish. We know we're not gonna settle for less. So right now for us, we just coming in, continue to build, continue to get better and play for one another. Now, 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 for you personally, I mean, the amount you were able to to get jumps on balls, especially last year. I mean, we saw it some some as a rookie, but I mean, last year you really came into your own. And I actually I saw an interesting thread on Twitter from a a young Bears blogger named Jack Sobel. It was really well done about about you and, and your instincts and your ability to just get jumps on the football and reading plays. I mean, you watch you watch these plays. It it's almost seems like you were in the offensive huddle. You know exactly where where the ball is going. What is is it for you to get such a great read on it? Is it is it reading at the line of scrimmage? Is it film work to know what's coming? Is it reading the quarterback and what he's doing? What 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 is the keys for you to be so good at what you do? Oh, it's all of them, you know. But it starts with film. You know, it starts with film and it starts with practice. You know, if you come in, you prepare well. You watch a lot of film and you know you take what the coaches are telling you, the little details, and you take it and run with it, and, and also install it into your game. It helps you when you when you play on Sundays. It shows up on Sundays. You know, we do the same thing in practice, you know, but I learned a lot from Cal Fuller when it comes to watching film and breaking down film, things like that. So he had helped me a lot. So for me it just it transfers over to the game very easily. And you know, I'm able to make those type of plays. And, you know, you, you brought up Kyle Fuller. Obviously, you guys got a loaded secondary, but you, you got some interesting new depth pieces with some of the rookies Ryan Pace brought in, uh, specifically uh, Stephen Denmark and, and Duke Shelley, who uh, I, I heard some really good things about him in, in the OTAs. Yeah. What did you see from uh, from the rookies, the defensive back rookies uh, in, in the OTAs and minicamp? Oh, man, it's, 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 been, it's been fun, you know, just to see them come out and be able to compete. And they want to get better, you know, take the coaching, not being too high on themselves or too low on themselves, just being, you know, very humble. And Duke, man, Duke, Duke just stood out the most to me, you know, to be honest, you know, uh, to see the energy he brings. You know, he's, he's more of a – he has a dog. We call it – we had that dog instinct in him. He has that inside of him. And he, wants, he wants to come out. He's going to compete. You know, whether he's lining up against Turbo, Riley Ridley, or any other guy, you know, he's going to feel like he's going to win that matchup. And, when you tell him something, you see him take the coach, and he actually puts that into his game. And for us to have a young guy like that, we can trust him. And when us when us give him feed, for us to get him feedback, he take that into consideration. That's a, that's a huge part. Yeah, you you, you got to love that kind of confidence out of a, a young player like that. And let me just ask you a couple more here before I let you go. Again, uh, Eddie Jackson on behalf of Gatorade, beat the heat. Again, get more tips on Gatorade's YouTube channel on how you can beat the heat and stay hydrated. You know, I don't want to focus too much on, on last year. Last year was a great season, but obviously a tough 
uh, tough finish there with the Eagles game. But let me ask you, because obviously you were injured at the end of the year, and then when when the the active roster for the Eagles came out and Eddie Jackson was active, I mean, Bears fans were rejoicing. You know, Eddie's back and everything was looking good. But then, of course, you know, you ended up staying on the sidelines. How how close were you to playing? What happened there in that Eagles game in terms of just not being quite ready enough to get on the field? Uh man, it was it was nerve wracking, you know. Uh, you know, they brought me back to the national championship game in college when I wasn't able to play. You know, it was, I didn't like it, and you know, I couldn't stand it. I was beating myself up for it a little bit, and I tried. You know, I went out there, I warmed up three different times to try to see if I could go. But you know, man, for me not to be out there with my teammates, you know, it's, that's one of the worst feelings ever. You know, being able to watch, having to watch from the sideline and see things in the game that you know you plays you can make that you you're not able to right now, but. Man, it was it was just frustrating, you know. But you know, like I said, we came up short as a team. You know, one lose, we all lose. So right now, it's a few times fight. Yeah, it, it was it was a tough one, and, and you know, Nick Foles left a couple of those floaters up there in the middle. I, I just had pictures of Eddie Jackson with interceptions. But you know, injuries are a part of the game. That was a tough one. I know you guys are looking forward. So so one last time, Eddie, tell everyone how they can beat the Heat with Gatorade before we let you go. Oh uh, man, just, you know, hydrate. You gotta hydrate. Put the electrolytes back inside your body. Start now, you know. Don't wait till it's too late. You know, you just you got to go out before you go to bed. When you wake up in the morning, it's always you know be able to put those electrolytes in your body, hydrate, put the right nutrition. It helps you last longer, no matter what sport you're playing. It's always helpful. All right, well, there he is, Eddie Jackson, Bears All-Pro Safety, looking to compete with Khalil Mack for Defensive Player of the Year. That'll be a fun in-unit competition, Eddie. We're all looking forward to it. Uh, Best of luck with with Beat the Heat. Enjoy your next few weeks off before training camp starts, and thanks for coming on. All right, thank you for having me. All right, there he is, Eddie Jackson on the podcast. Nice little interview there. Eddie comes across as a really great guy. Love what he's doing there with Gatorade. Love the fact that these guys – Sure, I'm sure they get a few shekels in their pocket, but I love the fact that these guys, these players, Mitch Trubisky and and Eddie Jackson and these guys, when they have off-season time, they choose to work with kids. That I, I love that about this team. It's not just them. I mean, Trey Burton does a ton of work at schools. You know, there's a lot of guys that are constantly working with children, going to schools, going to, to football camps. I love how much this team is involved in the community and specifically with the Chicago area kids. It's always great to see. Love the fact that Eddie's working with Gatorade and uh, and working with children there to make sure that they stay hydrated and stay healthy. So that's going to do it here for Bears Banter. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hoping to get two more in here before training camp really gets going. Hoping to have one more big guest. Don't want to announce that yet till we get them locked in. But I think... You'll all be very pleased with who it is if I can make it happen. He's a great interview and a great Chicago Bear. So cross your fingers on that one. Hopefully we'll be back with another podcast in the near future. But for now, bear down. We'll talk to you again soon. Bill Zimmerman signing off.